Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Surviving Sister Wives contains adult content that may not be suitable for Latter day Saints or sinners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to Surviving Sister Wives, the podcast where a monogamous couple drink heavily while recapping Sister Wives on TLC. I'm Corey. And I'm Carly. And this is season 15, episode 3, Robin the Peacemaker. Robin's bringing her loyal peacemaker with her. (laughs) Gonna make the peace. Whereas I would rather call it Tree's Company. <laughs> yeah, you could do that. Robin the Peacemaker. Robin the Meddler. How about that? Yes. More accurate. I'd go with that. She inserts herself into everything. We are definitely going to chat about that a bit when we get into the episode because I was disturbed. Oh, I got messed up too this weekend because the by the time Saturday rolled around and there was no footage of a fight on Coyote Pass... I slowly started to realize, oh my God, we're peacemaking last season's fight. Yeah, y'all, we thought there was a new fight going down. Missed it. And then we realized, no, no, it's not. We're doing a flashback. We're going deep. The fight that happens between Cody and Mary that we've seen for the teaser for this season, that's still going to happen. We thought maybe that was going to be the fight. That's the fight I thought it was. But no, they are milking. The fight from last season. We still haven't addressed the one from six months ago. (laughs) Well, in the timeline, it's only been two months ago, even though what, it's been like a year and a half, two years. For the show? No, because this is September on this one. We'll get to it. Yeah, let's, you know what? I give up on the timelines because they are definitely cutting footage all around. All of a sudden it was what, Halloween this episode? Yep, at Christine's house. There's some Halloween decorations, so keep an eye out for that. But yeah, there's no way to pin this down. I swear, we better not have to watch a Christmas episode. I don't think we're getting Christmas, because I think they did talk about quarantine at the end of episode four's description. Yes, it's in the description. So I think we're on the right track. 
Fingers crossed. Hopefully. I can't make any promises, but we're hoping. We've been doing this for a year, TLC. The best you can do is only make us watch four episodes of this show with no COVID. Because then COVID's going to be its whole own thing that they're going to draw out to. And it's like, okay, we get it. Cody doesn't go to anybody else's house. We know. We can already tell that. We didn't need quarantine. No. Yeah, this is all pre-quarantine. And clearly, there's one house that he always emanates from. All right. You want to get us with the episode description? The official description? Yes, yes, yes. Mariah and Audrey are in town and share an exciting announcement with the family. Robin tries to help Cody patch things up with Mary after their big fight on the property, but Cody pushes back and doesn't seem interested in fixing things. I love that TLC didn't even think that Mariah and Audrey's announcement was exciting enough to hold off until the episode. They released that clip on like Thursday. Online. It was on Twitter and we were like, oh, well, oh, all right. And it was in the episode description for next week because they're looking at venues next week. Spoiler yeah, alert. Yeah, but but this week was about them moving, not the wedding. Yeah. So I guess it could have been, oh, so they, they are really setting, spoil it. right, that they are, oh, setting a date and they're setting a venue, picking a venue and it's going to be in Utah. So I guess it could have been a workaround there. But I mean, it was kind of obvious they're going to be back in Utah. Ready for my description? Let's hear the Carly episode rewrite. Cody refuses to build on Coyote Pass until he's a world-renowned real estate tycoon. Mary finally wins a fight from last season. Robin pretends Cody leaves her house. There it is. And we did have a very good request that was put in on Twitter about finishers and finishing (laughs) in the Brown family. Robin finishes Cody. (laughs) It was a good one, too. All right, a few announcements before we hop into the episode. Thank you, everyone, for all of your reviews. We have had an influx of ratings and reviews over the past, what, week and a half? Been great to read them all. Thank you so much for coming along on this journey with us, being part of the family, and any of the members who have signed up for Patreon, visiting us over at patreon.com slash survivingpod. If you're members of the cul-de-sac now. (laughs) The virtual cul-de-sac. You've moved in. You're getting settled. Yeah, quick reminder over there. If you are one of our legal wives, you can leave us voicemails with our super secret call-in number. So go ahead and do it. We want to hear what you think of the episodes. Maybe there's something that we didn't talk about enough that you want to hear our thoughts on. Maybe you have something that you want us to cover off on. Your wishes are command. Also, if you're curious what's going on over on the Patreon, we are about to start a book club. Starting at the end of the month, the 29th, we are going to be studying Robin's New York Times bestseller, Becoming Sister Wives. So borrow your book from your local library and head over there to join us in the chat on Discord. It's a number one New York Times bestseller, mind you. Thank you for clarifying. The best of the best. And the last thing before we finally get into it, I know you guys are like, okay, shut up. Enough already with the announcements, but... If you haven't seen these yet, you are missing out. You need to get on Instagram on Friday nights and check out Mary's Friday with Friends. Friday with Friends. It's basically the unofficial fantasy version. It's like the real version of our made up fajita cantina happy hour for Mary. (laughs) So if anybody hasn't been over there yet, Mary goes live on Instagram on Friday nights with her friend, not one of her sister wives, and you can get over there and hang out. Be careful what you message. She will block you. 
keep that in mind. She's got a list going. She cannot answer questions about the show, so keep that in mind. She's under contract, mind you. So don't go over there being a troll and asking all kinds of crazy questions. But if you want to see what's going on there, you want to laugh, maybe you want to make your fajita cantina happy hour drink, your cocktail. Join the discussion. And sip on that. Yeah, join the discussion. Get in there. She reads those comments. She answers stuff. Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes she blocks you. Sometimes she'll block you. She'll take a screenshot and write your name down to kick you out of there. So be careful. Read the rules. It's very important. Very important. So, And just to kind of double back here, too, as a point of clarification for some of our new listeners out there who may not be hip to the Fajita Cantina jive that we've been putting down here. This is a running joke from our early seasons, seasons one and two recaps that we had. Where we basically built in the storyline just from reviewing season 14 that Mary's a closeted alcoholic. Don't say that. Essentially. We've been fabricating that storyline. And so the Fajita Cantina is very important. It is part of Mary's overall identity. The Fajita Cantina existed back at the Lehigh house in the backyard. There was like, what, a storage shed, something like that. And there was just a Fajita Cantina sign on it. It's a big old sign. It was like a sign for a restaurant that had recently closed down and Cody got his hands on it somehow. So that was the shed back there. So we always imagined Mary spending some time, quality alone time, not in the Americana crafting room, but out in the Fajita Cantina space. So it was a sign that we kept seeing popping up on the the shed at the Lehigh house. And so we just kept making jokes about it. All right, let's get into this episode. (laughs) There's a lot to talk about. All right, well, first up, we got Mariah and Audrey. They're back at Mary's visiting the family. It's been quite a long time. And they're announcing a big change in plans that they have. Some upcoming big life stuff. They don't know the half of it yet, do they? No, yeah, because this isn't even quarantine wedding delays that we're talking about yet. We're just talking about moving to Salt Lake. That's all. So everybody is heading over to Mary's house, except for Cody and Janelle. They're out of town. They're out of town. Yeah, we got to give them a pass here. I was wondering where Cody was, and then I was like, oh, fuck, I missed that. But anyway, everyone's at Mary's house for what I assume is the first time they've ever been there. And they're excited to see Mariah and Audrey because they barely get to see them anymore since they live so far away in Chicago. But as you mentioned, plot twist, that won't be the case for long because they are packing up and they are moving back to Utah. This is great news for Christine because she's been looking for a reason to move to Utah. (laughs) More than what she already has lined up. She is a little jelly that they're living her dream. She's ready for them to take her with them. Yeah, they're living Christine's best life at this point here. But we're finding out that Mariah misses being around family. Audrey's family is from Utah, too. So for both of them, Utah is just kind of home. So that's what they're drawn to Salt Lake. They're going to be a little closer to the family, make it easier to come back and visit younger siblings and and keep those connections. And where is a better place to get married than at home? So they're thinking now, scrap in the whole Chicago wedding plan. We're going to get married in Salt Lake City. We know that game. (laughs) There are more than a few reasons to not get married in Chicago. Absolutely. One of them is a 10% tax on top of everything. (laughs) The other one's like three-year waiting lists. Yeah, for for anywhere that you want to get married. Not great. And they're planning to get married in about a year and a half. So good luck with that. These plans will not withstand 2020. I can guarantee you that. Oh, that's going to be sad because they are going to start planning what next episode it looked like. And yeah, that's going to be the beginning and the end. That's a bummer. Apparently, Audrey had a really hard time living in Chicago. She worked from home. So she was isolated home a lot. Another 
unfortunate thing to hear pre-COVID. Yeah, this does not bode well for 2020 at all. Nobody's prepared for this. And now this spurs a whole conversation about the relationships that some of the wives have with their younger siblings. And I thought this was a kind of a strange segue here because it's basically the moms just reflecting on their failures as older siblings in comparison to Mariah, who has fought like hell to maintain those relationships after moving away. Christine has much younger siblings who she barely knows still to this day because she moved out when they were little and she really didn't understand the importance of maintaining those relationships, unlike Mariah. And to be fair, though, Christine's mentioning that some of her younger siblings are Aspen's age, her daughter's age. So I can understand where that would be a little tough to be friends. How do you relate? Yeah, it's somebody from a completely different generation. Like that's that is strange to kind of try to forge that bond. Mary also had younger siblings whose lives she missed out on because she got married early and she didn't get to have those relationships until she got older. So she really has reached out to everyone but her sister wives. That's great. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, We're learning that nobody maintains relationships in any of these families except for Mariah, apparently. So that's good to know. Mary knows Cody's going to be real excited when he hears this news. For now, they're keeping it just to themselves. We've only got Christine, Robin, and Mary here and some of the kids. I really wanted to see Cody's reaction because we know for some reason Mariah is like one of the golden children because she worships him. So I'm sure he would have been real pumped. Yeah, and he was obviously very excited when they announced their engagement last season. Oh, yeah. He's looking for another brown wedding. Oh, he's all geared up for this. So, yeah, if they're going to be moving closer, they can meet up for other stuff. They can film more stuff that keeps the show going. This is all good news. So even though all good things come to an end, Mary is happy that Mariah got to have that experience of having lived in Chicago because that wasn't something that she was able to do. She was told that, you know, her place, a woman's place in this culture of theirs is to get married young, have a bunch of kids. So she didn't get to have fun adventures like this. I thought this was strange, too, where, yeah, basically Mary was kind of jealous of Mariah. And then also Christine, too, because then Christine starts to tout how she is so impressed with Mariah and Audrey on their communication level. This true partnership that they're forging ahead, making these decisions as a team, doing it together, living their best life together. All these things. (laughs) There's a lot of jealousy underlying here. I would like to point out one thing before we move on from this point of the story and get to the what I would call the good stuff of the episode. So far, the healthiest and happiest relationship that we've seen this season is between the same-sex couple. A monogamous same-sex couple. There you go. Just saying. So today, Christine is having all the adults over to her house to talk about some big news that she's got. It's Halloween. It's not bad news. It's just spooky news. <laughs> No, I don't know. But clearly she has Halloween decorations up. This is like looking up the the financial records that we were able to find. Oh, yes. Her house sold. Oh, by the way, the big news is that her house in Vegas sold because we're Finally. still on that story. Oh, it took them long enough. And that happened at the end of September in 2019. Just to date things for you. First on the market, last to sell. That is unfortunate. Mary jokes that she thought Christine was going to announce she was pregnant, and Cody asks if she's serious. Apparently, spending that much time with Robin has really eroded his ability to sense when somebody is making a joke or any form of sarcasm. Plus, he's got to be able to do the math on that and know 
that like, that's not my kid then, right? <laughs> yeah. He doesn't go to Christine's house. I haven't been there in ages. When he does, he spends the whole time in his phone, in that chair, in the corner, by the door. So Cody's looking at his phone. Everybody's pumped that Christine's sold her house. She is accepting the offer. It's less than they wanted, but it was cash. So, hey, we're done with it. It's done deal. We're over it now. Let's just move on. Now, Christine mistakenly thinks this is good news. Because if we've sold all of the houses now, doesn't that mean that we are ready to start planning construction on Coyote Pass? It's time to finally say goodbye officially to Vegas. We are nothing left tethering us to that place. We can now move forward and plan to build on our property. And remember, we sold all these houses because we were going to make a killing and we were going to be able to build these beautiful mansions overlooking this mountain off of Coyote Pass. We were going to have a pond, for God's sake. We were going to be like living the life. Then Cody hits us with some news. Just because we sold the houses doesn't mean we have money. Turns out Cody is very upset and they have taken a hit on every single house. Well, except maybe for Robin's because hers sold the fastest and she is the most valuable asset <laughs> in the family. Now we take a segue and everybody starts to reflect on the homes that they miss. And Cody says the hardest house to leave was the house in Lehigh because it was the house they all lived in together. So yeah, now even Cody thinks that Robin lived with them in Lehigh. So <laughs> it's really, happening? yeah, there's some brainwashing going on. There's a force field around that home. She's a mind eraser pen or something. Altered reality, yeah, yeah dimension. All those Photoshop pictures have paid off. It just blurs. Yeah, you don't know what to believe anymore. And then we get a really sad, uncomfortable segment where Cody starts to cry about how they had to go back to Lehigh to put down one of their dogs named Drake. God's plan. And that was more than I'd ever seen him cry for his own family. Yeah, I wish he, gonna say it. I wish he would feel a fraction of this emotion about his relationship with his wives at any given point, for any circumstance, under any fight that they're having right now. That would be nice. He also mentions that Flagstaff doesn't feel like home yet because all of the marital relationships are really struggling at this point, and that's made him quite exhausted. Something about getting to Flagstaff has worn him out emotionally with his relationship with the wives. Something about that. Cody is avoiding talking about building on Coyote Pass in any way possible. He is not happy that he is pinned down here in this room and he's got all four women asking him questions about what comes next. Because remember, three out of the four wives are asking about it. So Robin is jumping on board and kind of trying to push for this as well. Because that is the majority in the room wants to find out what the plans are for building. Janelle is thinking all of the women are ready to go. But I can tell looking at Cody, he's got that thousand yard stare. So she already knows things have come off the rails. We haven't even gotten this conversation started yet. Cody's checked out. This is where Robin gives us a real good rundown of the family dynamic here. Kind of the different roles that everybody plays in these business ventures and just in the day-to-day -day operations of the family. Robin points out that Cody usually has a lot of energy and a good push at the beginning of an idea. And he gets burned out by the end. I guess she recognizes that from her own business ventures as well, and she empathizes with that. <laughs> now, if you're a person like that, why would you think that building an entire compound of houses from scratch was a good idea? 
Because let's reiterate, we're not talking about a house for each wife, four houses, rebuilding the cul-de-sac. Cody is talking about building seven houses on this property. Somehow, somewhere. We don't know. Nobody knows. Because they haven't hired a surveyor. We don't know how this is going to work. And I'm sorry, finish this? We haven't even broke ground yet. We didn't start. So this is still the beginning of the idea. This was like the precursor to the idea, and he's burned out. (laughs) Right. The women just want to get the beginning part of this started. Can we get somebody to go out and just start drawing the lots out? Can we do that at least? Not necessarily choosing where anyone goes, because we know that's a touchy subject after last season. That's a little too risky. And that was enough that triggered Cody. He hasn't recovered from the tree fight from last season, and he's really not wanting to talk about this right now. So you know what Cody decides to talk about and said he is a starter. He's not a finisher. He's a starter. And Christine, she's a starter too. She gets bored partway through the project. Janelle is a worker bee. She's not a visionary. She's a doer. Not a starter. Not a finisher. She's a doer. She's one in the middle there. Mary says she's a doer, but I mean... I think it takes Mary a lot of time to make some decisions to be a doer. I mean, (laughs) she's more... Yeah, she's not... I mean, come on. She's like a follower, right? But I mean... As Kanye would say, there's leaders and there's followers, but I'd rather be a dick than a swallower. So there you go. Speaking of swallowers. (laughs) The real gem here is that Robin describes herself as a finisher. (laughs) All right. Maybe not for that. Maybe more in like a last nail in the coffin kind of a way. Yeah, she is a finisher. Janelle is real pissed that Cody's even talking about building seven homes at once because this is his new plan to stall. Forget even the four homes, which is going to be hard enough. Let's talk about doing all seven at once because he wants to be a developer. He wants to be a real estate tycoon. He wants to build a whole subdivision at one time. I think what Cody doesn't realize is most of the time when building a subdivision, the person who's building the houses is not ultimately buying and living in those houses. They are selling those houses. It's an investment. So that was their plan was they want to have a rental property. They want Cody to have his own little hideaway getaway. They want a house for each wife. I also didn't understand. At one point, he said maybe they would give some of the houses to like for kids. Kids could live in those houses. Let's be real. Robin's kids. But what are they just going to gift them? Or are you going to make the kids pay for them? Or they can come visit and stay there on the property. Uh, Maybe it's an Airbnb situation. It's an Airbnb because he was basically saying five houses, one for each wife, one for Cody, two extra for kids slash rental incomes. Ah, I gotcha. Well, let's be real. He's just admitting he is stalling because he's just enjoying life as a monogamous man <laughs> here in Flagstaff. He's getting acclimated to it. He wants that peace for just a little while. So he's just got to keep talking about building a subdivision so nobody can follow this train of thought because it doesn't make any sense. And then, of course, his excuse for everything this season is just maybe the ladies should handle the whole situation. Maybe the drama problem in our lives is me. Yeah, pretty much. We decided that we wanted to get to the bottom of that question. Who is the drama problem in the family? So we posted a poll on Twitter. And so far, it's an overwhelming 97% that say yes. Pretty sure the one vote for no is Cody. So yeah, Cody is the drama problem in the family, pretty much. Because then again, he's steering everything away because... All Janelle is pushing for at this point, Janelle and Christine, kind of Mary, and sort of Robin in a pretend way. They're saying, let's just get a surveyor out here. Let's just see what someone who officially, as their job, 
it is to let us know what we can build on the land and where we can do it, instead of fighting over imaginary lots of land that we may or may not actually be able to build on in the way that we think we could. It's so annoying that these arguments are purely hypothetical because they don't actually know the answer to where they can build. They don't know. But Cody's defense here is we don't have money to build seven houses. So how the hell can we pay a surveyor to come out and look at the land right now? We'd just be throwing money away. And then we hear the truth of the matter in his ITM where he says, you know what? Some days I think about selling it. There's no other plan for this land. That was the play. He is living in Robin's McMansion right now. Loving life. That thing has a guest house. He even has his own little home away from home while he's there. What he's always dreamed of. He doesn't need to build on Coyote Pass. He's just going to let that thing appreciate and then he's going to unload it and take all the cash. He's absolutely planning to sell this thing. There's no building taking place ever on this property. They're just waiting for it to accrue value so then he can turn it around and pitch that idea to the wives like it's a genius move to just get rid of the land. He's already working on the PowerPoint. (laughs) Call the Kinkos. Let him know he's coming. We're going to need some poster board ASAP. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. And now the time has finally come for Robin to meddle in the Coyote Pass face-off between Cody and Mary. And was it Cody and Mary? Because then Robin thinks that she was in this fight. It was a fight between her and Mary because she was taking things personally. And they both stormed off about, I need to get a rental. I need to get a rental too. Trying to one-up each other (laughs) on what they need to live in Flagstaff indoors. It's pretty tough out there. Now, Robin has decided to come to this meeting to act as what? Like Cody's interpreter? Yeah, she's the translator, but when she shows up there and gives an overview to Mary and talks through what they're doing at the property today, I don't think that counted as English (laughs) in the sentence structure that was taking place of things that they were going to look into, dissect, analyze, talk to about that we had. And it was like, what? (laughs) Things start out really well because Cody is still pissed that he bent over backwards to accommodate Mary the last time they were out here and it bit him in the ass because he was accused of having manipulated her into being in a specific lot. And this is where Mary thought she was fighting with Cody, but it turns out when you fight with Cody, you're fighting with Robin too because you're fighting with a monogamous man and his wife. The weirdest part of this whole thing is that Mary had no problem with Robin being part of this conversation. She said that it involves her too. It does not. This does not involve Robin at all. If anything, this just, to me, shows how manipulative Robin has gotten. 
that now she doesn't even have to do it behind the scenes. She can do it out in the open. Which I thought was strange, too, because Cody even mentioned the wives just generally know if they have a complaint about Cody, go to Robin. Bring it up to Robin. Yeah, that's because he's always at Robin's goddamn house. I know, right? But it's like, address it with Robin. She has my ear. So, like, (laughs) let her know and we'll talk through it. And it's like, it shouldn't be like that. It's like they're at court or something. Yeah, she's like the king's hand. (laughs) She is a finisher. Do you feel like I need to point out that Robin and Cody show up to the property together? So I guess once again, they were together before they showed up to film a scene. But you know what it is? It's this fight. That's what's eroding our family culture. Not the fact that Cody lives exclusively at Robin's house as a monogamous man with other wives in town. No, 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 no. That's not what's eroding this family culture. This fight and letting it fester for this long, unaddressed. That's what we're going to deal with. Now we get to my favorite part of the episode. Robin is doing an ITM and she claims there are times when she sits there and goes, I haven't seen Cody for a long time. It's been way too long. And I think maybe he spent an extra time somewhere else. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> what? I'm, I am sorry. I was very upset. I was angry too. I was so mad at this point because every single scene that we have watched this season. So three episodes full, Cody has always been with Robin, arriving in a vehicle together with Robin. Origin point, Robin's home. Robin's home for everything. When does he leave the house? He is already in quarantine. When does she not see him for extended periods, long periods of time when he's traveling for work? When he goes to the bathroom? Like, what are you (laughs) talking about? That doesn't make any sense you think he's hiding in the guest house over at the mcmansion maybe maybe you didn't need that much square footage yeah if you can't find your husband in your own home your house is too damn big i don't know what to tell you then we go to christine who says if she even brings up the topic of cody spending time elsewhere and not enough time at her house it causes all kinds of problems so she tries not to even think about it they aren't having family meetings they aren't talking about any of these issues so everything's just festering with everybody across all five of them this is horrible this is a terrible situation and then christine says it's less complicated to do things separately and i don't feel guilty i don't blame her it's a layer of complication that you can remove from your life entirely don't include him in anything let him stay at robin's i'll see you at thanksgiving (laughs) that annoyed me so much i'm still i'm still raging about it He doesn't go to Mary's. He has admitted that himself. When he goes to Christine's, which apparently is very rare, he doesn't even announce that he's coming. It's only for a couple of hours and he sits on his phone. We know he doesn't spend that much time at Janelle's house because Gabe did his entire senior year over the summer and he had no idea that it was happening. So where is he? Process of elimination. He's at Robin's house. And it's been proven time and time again, every scene this season so far. Also. Just in the way that he talks. You're always hearing Robin's words coming out of Cody's mouth, more so than ever this season. But I also didn't like when Cody was talking about how we don't feel like a family. Who's we? Him and the mouse in his pocket? <laughs> no, it's him and Robin. <laughs> she ratatouille. Yeah, <laughs> she's, up, she's up in that hair, pulling him around, guiding him around. Those are the puppet strings he was talking about. Yeah, at least four. <laughs> 
you do hear Robin's words come out of his mouth when he starts the conversation because he says to Mary, we had a misunderstanding and it was my fault. It's a good open. That's a good start. Well, that's what he says to her. But in his ITM, he says he feels like he's constantly doing a dance. And for some of the wives, he has to do a little more dancing than some of the others. Also, when he talks about how he doesn't give a shit anymore. (laughs) That was part of it, too. So that's another piece that makes me think that Cody has kind of given up at this point with this relationship. Well, and you can tell because now things get weird. Instead of actually having a conversation, the three of them start to climb into the trees to look out at the edge of the property. Yeah, we're just going to hoof it up into the woods here for a minute and just take a look around and just point at some stuff about where it would be ideal to build, maybe, theoretically, again. Again, we haven't hired a surveyor. We don't know. And then he makes a passive-aggressive comment as he wanders off, and he says, no one wants to live in the trees, so, you know. Logs are the best spot for a house, but nobody wants to live in the trees. Can you even build in the trees? Just clear some trees. Trees are not permanent structures if you don't want them to be. If you're going to build something, you could do some landscaping. You could do that. It's an option. Robin can tell that the conversation's not going well, so she starts trying to say random things that aren't really helpful. She's trying to encourage them to let's all just kiss and make up. Mary's got to remind us that nobody here gets weird or has a sexual relationship with another sister wife. So let's not say that. Cody's like, please don't kiss me. That's not happening either. No. And Mary reminds us of their little trip, little trip. What was it? A six hour trip back to Vegas to go see their therapist, Nancy, last season where they were supposed to be working on their relationship. Yeah, because therapist Robin's assessment here out on the property is that Cody and Mary don't need any more problems in their marriage. That's why I brought them out here today. They got plenty of those. They're on thin ice as it is. Because, yeah, if you couldn't remember, it was a pretty big shit show going to Nancy's last season. Now, in the show timeline, this has only been two months in the past. There's not been much progress made. (laughs) (laughs) That was Mary's finale episode, too, in case you forgot. We really left her on a uh, high note. At this point, Cody's not even interested in fixing things because he says he's tired of carrying around the burden of Mary's emotions. He's such an asshole. He feels that Mary unloads her emotions into loads that Cody should do because he's a finisher. Do or take. He has he has no reason to carry that anymore. You're married, dude. Like, that was the whole point, right? Is that it's like... Yeah, you're going to do this whole life thing together. I think that was the point of marriage. I think you're actually supposed to do this into eternity. I think you guys are (laughs) technically celestial bound now. So I don't know what to tell you about that. I don't know how you're going to be able to navigate that in your own universe in the afterlife. Then he tries to justify not working on his relationship with Mary by saying he has chosen to instead focus on his three rewarding relationships where there are children who need him. Because that's not triggering or hurtful for Mary, the children conversation. And also, do you actually have three rewarding relationships? Because my last count, it was one of those let's knock off right off the bat because you're sitting on your cell phone the whole time. Well, I guess maybe depending on the timeline, maybe things were okay with Christine at that point. He didn't know that things were bad yet. I don't know. I think he, I think when it's convenient for him, he acts like, Certain relationships are good. Absolutely. Mary's opinion on this whole situation, it's about what you'd expect. She's leaving the ball in Cody's court. 
So it's never going to improve. Never, ever <laughs> going to improve. Because, yeah, basically we're leaving off with Cody saying, if me and Mary really wanted to be together, we could, but we just don't want that. Again, in this episode, he has an ITM where he says, honestly, there are times that I really want to sell the f- stinking place. Coyote Pass is a curse. <laughs> so much so he almost cursed. A little bit. We got dangerously close there. <laughs> He's questioning everything. And he, yeah, because he's also questioning, are the wives getting suspicious of this fact? Can they tell that this is the direction that I'm leaning? He's also tired of trying to make these relationships work. And he wants to just go ahead and pass everything off to his wives to solve. (laughs) And this isn't just a polygamy problem. That's marriage in general. You just don't want to work on your marriage. Yeah, if you're you're giving up, and it's okay to say that, if that's what you're doing, to at least let them know. He's just trying to say that he's not going to put anything into this until Mary leaves. Mary's never going to leave. Mary's not going to leave until you tell her to leave. And even oh, then, I she probably won't. she'll leave. No. Because she still won't be able to decide. Even if you tell her you <laughs> want her to be gone, she won't be able to decide. Robin has been assessing this entire situation that we've been recapping She's got her doctorate degree out, ready to go, her master's in psychology, and she claims the problem was there wasn't enough communication between Mary and Cody the last time they were out here on Coyote Pass. So now we're taking a quick stroll down U-Haul Lane, as we know it, also known as the Gas Line Easement on Coyote Pass. And the truth finally comes out when Cody says he put Mary in that spot in the trees. And Mary yells, hold on, hold on, hold on. You just said you put me there. Now, for anyone who recalls last season, an important part of the fight was that Cody denied that entire fact and claimed that she had chosen the spot. And now she was changing her mind. We've basically just restarted the fight. Mary has to clearly state she never wanted to be in the trees. And I don't want that property. Mary actually has... Plenty of building ideas as she is visualizing all of this utilized space near the pond, building a deck, maybe a a diving board, (laughs) a boat launch. Who knows? She wants to dive off of the deck into the pond. Right. She's got a lot of visualization here going on about building on the pond. And that brings up a very sensitive subject here that Cody's been holding back. Nobody, and I mean nobody in the family wants Mary on that pond property. There are some big concerns that Mary may block access to the coveted pond, but we cannot tell Mary this. I don't know why we can't talk about it. Like it's a game of taboo. It's not going to air on national television or anything. (laughs) Right. That Christine and Janelle literally formed a coalition to bring this up to Cody last season. They are forming their own HOA. Uh, yeah. To keep her from owning the pond. They're like, look, if you want to have like a gate or something that we can come through, okay, but we're going to be in the pond. So if you're building on the pond, this is, again, just so dumb because if a surveyor comes and they're like, you can't build on that, that's a biohazard. <laughs> you yeah, they all think that this is some amazing pond. This isn't fit for human consumption. <laughs> Mary, you can't build a tiki bar near this. They're toxic fumes. If you try to make ice cubes out of the pond water, you're going to have a bad time. 
we've spent a lot of time pontificating about this decision, and it's just a total waste of time. Robin finally figures out what happened. (laughs) Mary said she didn't want to be in the trees, so Cody automatically put her on the property by the road and didn't tell her. But Mary was thinking she could stay on the lot with the trees and build on another area of it near the pond. Ding, ding, ding. Miscommunication. (laughs) And Cody didn't tell Mary that nobody wanted her to build by the pond. This is the problem. And subsequently, Mary got blamed for all of the miscommunication because he was withholding information and then blaming her for not knowing why the decisions were made the way they were. I am going to go to Coyote Pass with a shovel and fill in the drainage ditch. Problem solved. Just dig another one. If you want a pond, put a pond on every piece of that land. Y'all are rich motherfuckers, aren't you? Get a backhoe. Get a swimming pool. Get yourself a cement pond. (laughs) I don't understand all of this. It's just very frustrating because then it's clearly, there's like 80 million solutions here. And we talked through a few of them just watching this episode because this was very frustrating because this is like, okay, Mary wants to build on the pond. People are worried about pond access. So if she has the pond land, if she has that lot, she has to build in the trees. She doesn't want to be in the trees. So Cody put her on the road. If you frame all of these decisions where it's like, okay, well, that's the trade-off. If you want the pond property because you want to have access to the pond on your lot, that's the trade-off. You build in the trees then. Can we just revisit again the fact that there has not been a surveyor out here? So how do we even know what lot the pond is on? We don't need to compromise on anything if we don't know what we're compromising. This is such a waste of time. Everybody, we're I wasting don't even everybody's know time. why we just wasted your time again by talking this much about it. Because again, the, we already have <laughs> solutions for it. Hire a fucking surveyor. That was the solution a year and a half ago. Fill it in. Nobody gets a pond. Problem solved. I'm just going to drive a U-Haul into the pond. <laughs> it's going to be the family storage unit and that's it. That's all it's there for. Mary says at this point, even if she had first choice, she doesn't know where she would choose to be. I don't like any of this land. And then we get to hear her concerns again about how she loves the trees, but she's worried about the sunlight. She wants sun, but she loves trees. She loves trees. Not sure she wants to be in the trees. See, there is a difference. And again, landscaping. It's a thing, guys. It's 2021. Landscaping is a thing. You can bring trees down. Maybe you transplant them to another part of the property. You can move them around. You can plant new ones entirely. And then Cody was a total dick in all of his ITM interviews, his isolated things on the couch, because then that's when he calls out, okay, let's go ahead and sit here and wait for Mary to decide on if she wants to be in the trees or not in the trees. And that's when we have the TikTok TikTok of him just sitting there, as Robin would say, for 15 seconds. And then we cut to Mary and she's like, I don't know. I wonder if these ITMs were self-shot. No, these were like professional. Yeah, these were higher grade camera quality. No, but but don't you think they have that? They just leave that stuff set up? I don't think Cody no? would go in and operate that stuff. No. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just wondering. Oh, there's, no. There was an obvious difference between his attitude in these versus previous. He must have just had a fight with somebody or something when he came <laughs> in for those because then the producer didn't really have to poke and prod too much to get him fired up uh, on all of these subjects. 
He's still bitching and complaining that nine times out of 10, he takes the blame for what goes on because the wives all negotiate through him, which I find hard to believe maybe in the past that was the case. Yeah, but now you've established Robin as your mouthpiece, as the finisher. Right. You have to go to Robin to get to Cody. So yeah, you you are setting up that system so that the wives have to negotiate through you and through your monogamous wife. He compares this to the Yen Ying. That's not, yeah, that's not, <laughs> that's not correct. Uh, that's what he said. Yeah, that's what the he Yen said. The Yen Ying of a monogamous couple where they make decisions together. Okay, he means Yin Yang, but we'll let it, I don't know, I guess. I'm just more embarrassed for him than anything. <laughs> I'm glad they left it in there. You know they were trolling him because he was such a dick the whole episode. He's full of shit, too. Yeah, this is just, there's so many ways to solve all of these issues. And most of them involve talking to your fucking wives. Uh, they just don't want to solve them. He definitely doesn't want to solve them. He tells Mary that he was out of turn and angry because he perceived the situation as having given Mary what she wanted and then she didn't want it. And then in his talking head, he says, whatever, I'm just acquiescing. It's all disingenuous. And he does lay out a pretty solid apology. Is very straightforward and direct. Mary says nothing in response on the property. Probably because she's seen his ITM talking head footage. <laughs> Robin has to get the final word, so she asks if everybody's okay. And Mary just says, fine. Yeah, Cody's good. Robin's good. Because Robin's good if Cody's good. Mary, she's fine. So you know what that means. That's how you know the fight's not over. She is not fine. It's not okay. But Cody came out here. He did the dance for Robin. So he's a good guy now, right? He, he can sleep easy. Rest easy tonight. Yeah, he had a double header. Here, because it was a dance for Robin and a dance for Mary simultaneously. Then he says he thinks the wives don't want to be together because they're enjoying their independence from each other. I don't think that's it. I think he wants to convince them and us of that this season because it's easier to get rid of them that way if we think that they're enjoying their lives separately. I think they're just enjoying their life without Cody more. Right. He brings the drama. He's the drama. Drama free. Over there in those other houses. Loving their best lives. Robin, in the end of her therapy session, makes them hold hands as they walk off of Coyote Pass towards the road. It's all good now. What a peaceful place. The property is home again. And then in her talking head, she says it's hard to see Mary and Cody's relationship how it is. You know, the way she wanted it. And that she loves them both and wants to do what she can to help them. That's not why she's doing this. Come on. No, this is a nice little show of look how good of a wife I am. Look how loyal and dedicated of a sister wife I am. Oh, she's just in it for the dirt. She just didn't want to get this well, fight. too. She didn't want to get this fight secondhand from Cody. She had to be there first person. She had to live it. She's going to relive it when she goes home. Yeah, she's going to look out the window, peer down at the property again, just run it back in her head, play it back over and over again. This is clearly a manipulative attempt to look like the peacemaker of all of the broken relationships in their lives. So that when the family finally does fall apart, she could be the one who looked like she did everything she could to keep them together. This is where Robin goes big brain on us with a whole theory about how monogamy teaches women to compete with each other and polygamy teaches them to work together. And what would the world look like if polygamy was the norm? <laughs> Literally no one. This was so perplexing <laughs> because it is the complete opposite of reality. 
Because then we had to, oh, we had to get a shot of Robin crying, and they saved it for the last possible moment <laughs> that they could. Because, yeah, when she looks at her sister wife and sees that she has her best interest at heart, and she knows that she has her sister wife's best interest at heart, that's the purest kind of love. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it ain't. And they let her tears play us out. She cries because she's contractually obligated to. Next episode. First of all, it's called Basement Wife. And I think we had a joke about somebody being a basement cat. I think we did too. If anyone can remember where that's at, let us know. We tried to look for it. I think it was when we were talking about the Lehigh house and the arrangement there and how Mary wouldn't let the kids go through her part, her upstairs apartment part. And Christine lived downstairs. Let me tell you, if we can claim this episode title, oh, we are taking credit for that. Yeah, we'll take credit for that. Sure. (laughs) It's a nod to the podcast. You know, because otherwise I'm going to say thank you, TLC, for stepping up the episode titles and descriptions this season. And for the nod to the pod. Just saying. (laughs) But next episode, Robin questions why Christine said the family hates her so much because she's ready for round two of meddling. Mariah and Audrey start planning their wedding by uninviting anyone who isn't a fan of same-sex marriage. And COVID finally hits. It's about damn time. Yeah, I think this was interesting. Uh, Christine and Robin fight, obviously, I'm most excited about that next week. Because weren't we just talking about how beautiful sister-wife relationships are? And how if every relationship was like that in the world, the world would be a better place? I hope that clip lives up to what it looked like because Christine has been sassy and in rare form this season and I hope she tells Robin off. I'd love to see it. It's my dream. Thank you for listening. If you want to support us, the best way to do that is by subscribing to the podcast and leaving a review on Apple Podcast. You can listen to new episodes every week and tweet us at surviving underscore pod. Stay tuned. Share with friends. See you next week. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.